Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! Beer Sample Friday. Let's have some fun. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Big Nige is off. Guy Relford is in. And Guy, yesterday we were watching closely what was going on at the border. You had the current president. You had the former president. Two different places down at the border. But they both went down there. And it's crazy because the border has taken control of this election season. Usually it's the economy. And especially at a time when inflation is through the roof, all of this talk about the border has become the number one thing people want to see in a candidate. And I really think it should be that way. I mean, what bigger issue jeopardizing America on so many different levels, crime, uh, economics, uh, what bigger issue do we have right now? Inflation, absolutely. I, and if somebody wants to put that on par uh, with the border and immigration, I wouldn't argue with them. But my goodness, it's right up there at the top. And 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 you know the fact that it's crystallizing like this with both candidates being down there on the same day. It was just notable to me how dramatically different the locations were that they went right, to. Right. Because because Biden obviously intentionally chose a place that gets very, very few illegals, comparatively speaking. They still get some, obviously. But compared to where uh, President Trump went, uh, it was dramatically different. And you can see the agenda behind that. And as big of an issue as the border is, and I agree, it's become the top issue, which is odd because normally it's always money, 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 yeah. the economy, the economy, the economy. Yep. There are some other things going on. So while places like New York, you know, they have mayors giving away basically these free debit cards, these prepaid debit cards to illegals here in Indiana, we're not even taking care of our own. We're not taking care of our veterans. And you sent me a story today, Guy, that's kind of got you fired up. Well, I, I did. And, and But to your original point, um, you know, all, we've got all this money for people that are in this country illegally, and we don't have any money for people who fought for this country, defended you know, our freedoms, put themselves in harm's way, and uh, for somehow it's, we're okay with them being on the street and being homeless. And, uh, and 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 that's why we're losing so many. I'm mean, some estimates twenty two a, a day to suicide of our American veterans. But the story I sent you, Jason, you're exactly right. It's something that's got me way fired up, and and it has been for a while. Which is that the the Biden administration is continuing a policy really started by the Obama administration, which is they're sending notices to the VA saying that if a veteran gets a diagnosis of PTSD and on that basis gets a disability rating, then that means they've been, quote-unquote, adjudicated to be mentally ill, which is the wording out of the Brady Bill on gun control, that says that they're disqualified from legally being able to possess a firearm. So no court says they've been a danger to themselves or others. Um, They're they're not adjudicated to be in any way someone that we actually should be concerned about. But on a simple diagnosis of PTSD, 
and a disability rating on that basis, they can be deprived of their constitutional rights when they've been serving time in a foreign land, putting themselves in harm's way to defend our constitutional rights. This is so abhorrent to me. This is so disgusting to me that I've been talking about it for a while. But um, again, on on my show, and and we posted an article, producer Carl, um, uh, who worked with me for a long time, posted that that article on WIBC.com yesterday. Is this something that if a state wanted to take matters in their own hands, they could? I know you mentioned this is something that started with Obama. It's continuing under Joe Biden. But is this something that if a state, uh, the Indiana General Assembly, for example, wanted to address, they could take precedence on? Well, unfortunately not, because if you're if you're a prohibited possessor, quote unquote, under federal law, and we're talking about the application of the, the federal Brady Bill, uh, goes all the way back to 1968, and it's been amended multiple times to include this provision included. Um, so we're talking about federal law, and so really what we're talking about here is reaching out to the the Indiana delegation in Congress. You know our our two senators, um, and uh, and and now we've got congressional races going on, and you know what we ought to be asking these people directly. I guarantee you, I will in the context of my show asking these candidates how do you stand on this issue because we've seen some legislation introduced. Uh, Ted Cruz actually introduced a bill some time ago to prevent this back under the Obama administration, but they haven't gone anywhere, and we need to fix this because it is a travesty, and it is very tricky, right? I can understand where the debate would come from because there are some veterans that are in a bad place with PTSD and you certainly don't want them to have a firearm if they feel like they're going to harm themselves or harm others. But there are some other veterans that have seen some horrific things and they might have PTSD about that, but they're perfectly fine. They're not going to harm anybody. They don't want to harm themselves or others. It's really tough to try to figure out what side of the line each veteran is on. Well, you nailed it. And what the determination needs to be is on an individual case-by-case basis, or whether this person is really a danger to themselves or others, not just based on the simple fact of a diagnosis. For instance, I've litigated this issue. I've litigated this issue in the context of red flag cases here in Indiana, where someone, in, my, in this case, a police officer, had a PTSD diagnosis, and based on that, his own department red flagged him, quote unquote, to take his firearms away, to say, well, if you're disabled because of PTSD, you must not be able to possess firearms. We litigated the, that issue. We had a full-blown hearing. I brought professionals in, multiple healthcare professionals, who said, listen, PTSD manifests itself in a whole lot of different ways. This goes back to what you were just saying. And you can have a diagnosis of PTSD and, and that simply causes you anxiety and makes you be hypervigilant or hyper-aware or, or causes you insomnia that doesn't allow you to sleep without at any point ever being a danger to yourself or others. Others, it may manifest itself in a way that, yes, they could be a danger to themselves. That's why we see so many suicides. So I'm not saying we should ignore the diagnosis. Right. I'm saying there ought to be an additional process, including due process, required by the 5th and 14th Amendments that allows somebody to come in and litigate the issue, including presenting their own evidence to say, yes, I got this diagnosis, but I'm not a danger to myself or others, and, and, and prove that and have somebody you know, establish that, in fact, on an individual basis, this is someone who should be denied their Second Amendment right. 